a Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. Online. You ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. We are speaking with the uh, one and only uh, Richie Faulkner, guitarist for uh, Judas Priest. They are coming to Place Belle in Laval, Quebec on April 11th. And as we say here in Montreal, uh, bonjour, Richie. Comment allez-vous? How are you? Mitch, very good to be here. Very nice to see you. I'm just admiring your massive neon sign in the back there. It's very impressive. I really like that. I know. I know. It, it looks much better than an empty room in the background. That's, that's, that's pretty I'm killer, thinking. man. It's pretty killer. I like <laughs> yeah. that. And as you can see on the speakers, it says ACDC. So I like that. Yeah, of course. You got to like that. Um, just real quick, so you're coming to uh, to Place Bell. You're on this tour. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this uh, this tour because it's been frustrating. You had to start, uh, then you had COVID, and then you then you had your heart thing. Uh, not that I'm trying to uh, be diminutive, but but it's it's but here we are. It's happening finally. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was frustrating. I mean, obviously, as you said, with the COVID thing. We got out on the road and, you know, we went through the whole rehearsal process and, you know, after COVID to get through the rehearsal, you know, we went through the rehearsal process thinking, Mm -hmm. is someone going to get it? No one got it. We got into production rehearsals. No one got it. We got on the plane, got out to the States. We're in the States. We're on the road. We're on tour. We're actually doing it. And then someone got a you know, someone let the whole tour down and we had to all go home. <laughs> Ironically, it wasn't because of COVID, um, right. you know, so, uh, but getting, I mean, even last year, it was just such a release for us as a band. And you could see it in the, in the, in the fans eyes as well. Uh, and, you know, just a release to be back out at a heavy metal show after COVID. And uh, obviously any show is going to be exciting, but I think, you know, just the way a heavy metal show is, you know, the, the volume, the, right. just that release of energy at a heavy metal show is second to none. Uh, you know, so fortunately, we're back out now on these rescheduled dates. Um, and it's that same release of energy. You know, the world has kind of opened up a little bit more since then. So everyone's out uh, enjoying life a bit more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a blast, man. It's a blast to be personally back out on the road with the band and playing these songs and, you know, for these fans. And uh, we're looking forward to coming and seeing you very soon as well. So, so let me ask you about this. I, I've had two heart surgeries myself. And of course I have to, I, I worry about aftercare and what I have to do and not do and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. What has that meant for you? Because you, you're back out on the road and, and I have to say, I'm incredibly surprised, but also incredibly happy because it's like, ah, He's, you know, he's moving on, which is great. But what is the aftercare? Do you do you have to be worry about your diet? Do you have to sort of not run around on stage as much, or are you just good to go? Um, it's a little bit of a little bit of that. It's I have to keep up the uh, the cardio stuff, okay, just to make sure my heart. I mean, we're we're kind of doing quite a few shows anyway, so the the, the cardio. I get my steps in, if you know what I mean. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the, the heart kind of keeps at some kind of level anyway. Uh, and if we have a couple of days off, I get in the gym here and just keep my heart at some kind of level. So it stays used to working at that level. Oh. Uh, my diet has to change. I have to keep my vitamin K down. Right. So the, the, the it's more it's more of a blood 
uh, maintenance that I, I have to be on top of. So it can't be too thick. It can't be too thin. Right. So, um, you know, no greens. I can't eat, uh, well, you know, minimal leafy greens to keep the vitamin K low and keep the right. blood nice and thin and flowy. Uh, and apart from that, it's business as usual, really. Just watch the, watch the heart rate, watch the blood pressure. Um, I can still have a couple of beers and stuff, you know, I can, it's relatively, uh, relatively easy to maintain. I've just got to remember to take my meds, uh, and stay on top of the cardio really. So it's, I'm relatively lucky. Well, I say relatively lucky, relatively lucky in terms of the maintenance. I'm very lucky when it comes to, you know, actually being here in the first place. Yeah, which, and, and I'll get off of the hard thing in a second, but when you have a, an incident like that, you, you do tend to reevaluate your life. Um, are there things now that, that, that used to bother you where you just go, eh, you know, at the end of the day, like, have you sort of changed your perspective on life? Because I know I have, I, you know, when you get into arguments on Twitter, you go, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't need this nonsense. So, so you, you sort of just, you learn to let some stuff go and, uh, and you emphasize other stuff. You go, I got a great dog. I got a great fam. Like, have you gotten into that where you've reprioritized things? Yeah, I think so. I think that happens by default. You know, right. uh, you, you know, I think one of the things people ask me, you know, do I worry um, about, you know, going, coming back out on the road and, you know, am I paranoid about things? I think one of the things was you you just got to live your life. You know, if the surgeons are okay with it um, and you're doing everything you can do to maintain your health and you've done everything you can do to get to this point, you just got to live your life, you know. Uh, and that, that doesn't mean, obviously, be reckless about things and, no. uh, you know, but you live your life because you've only got one of them, yep. uh, depending on uh, depending on what you believe. But uh, you've, you've got one of them. As I said before, I've been very lucky to still be here. So uh, I think you do get that mentality that, you know, just live your life. Uh, and that kind of comes into decisions you make and choices you make and stuff like that. Just, you know, eat, eat the cake. If you want the cake, eat it, you know. Yeah. It might be a few extra calories, but for fuck's sake, eat the cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, my my stomach has uh, fully appreciates that comment. Yeah, but. but you know, just eat it, enjoy your life, and uh, you know that 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 sort of thing. You know, uh, definitely for sure, because you never know what's around the corner. Yeah, uh, I, I my motto is sort of do it until you can't. At this point, it's just 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 do it, and and someday you won't be able to. So just keep doing it now. The band is on the 50th anniversary tour. Um, there is, of course, uh, farewell, and uh, we're leaving the stage at some point in the next few years. What are the plans for you? Because you're obviously not in the same age group. You're obviously not going to stop in three years from now. Do, do you start thinking about your own band? Do you start thinking about which band I could join? Do you start thinking about maybe Broadway needs me? You know, <laughs> like what? What are the plans? <laughs> well, yeah. Um... Well, during during uh, over the last few years, uh, you know, I've, I'm always writing. I'm always sort of getting stuff together, you know, melodies, riffs, and songs and stuff. And some things aren't really appropriate for Priest, and I've put them in in the in the files, you know. Right. Uh, Column B, lot, as we say. Yeah, exactly. Um, just because they're you know either not appropriate or just not of the stylings that Priest is, you know, right. Priest is a certain thing. Um, and during the COVID period, I was able to get some of those songs and finish them, refine them, 
get a group of musicians together. I think um, Rex Brown broke the silence on that, and uh, you know he's playing bass. So we put a, put a record together uh, with a group of musicians that I respected. You know, a group of songs. But as um, a band or as a project? As definitely as a band. You know, okay. I don't think a project doesn't really, for me, doesn't carry much weight. You know, there's there's a lot of projects around at the moment, and you never know sort right. of how long they're going to last or how, you know that sort of thing it, the intent anyway is, is to be a band in my mind you know i think bands you know you in, you know in my sort of mind it's a band that kind of sticks around and does you know a few out al many albums uh, and grows like that so um that's the intent so um so yeah i did that um we're looking at putting it out early next year uh potentially um so yeah, that, that that's something that I've been thinking about. Obviously, when I joined Priest, Glenn always told me that you know they're not going to be around. I mean, I, I mean, he said it was the farewell tour, as, as we know, when I joined, uh, and he explained to me we're not going to be around for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, ironically, you know, more than ten years later, we, we're still here, but we, yeah. you know, we that wasn't the plan. Um, so it's always been a conscious thing in my mind that you know it's not going to be forever. Um, I just didn't want to kind of join a big band and then put my solo thing together and kind of ride on priest coattails. Priests have always given me a thousand percent, you know, as terms of, in terms of being in the band and I wanted to give a thousand percent back. And I, I always felt like, you know, priest was my band, you know, you know, this is my band and I want to give a thousand percent to that. And, you know, 10 years in and the COVID hit and I thought, well, the, the fans know that I'm just not riding. I'm not just riding on coattails. They know that I've given ten years now. Yep. Uh, maybe now's a good time to get these songs together. Um, so th that's what I did, really. So um, we'll see what the future holds. And um, obviously, Priest is my priority, um, and we'll work around that. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing, you know, what the future holds with the with the other lot as well. Uh, I'll ask you a bunch of follow ups on that. First of all. Uh, when you say you give a thousand percent, I have to say the fans have also given you a thousand percent, and it's it's remarkable when you watch it from from the sidelines, like me, and you go, "Wow, there, there's no oh they should bring back this guy or there's or he's not as good as the the fans have embraced you." Uh, just quickly talk to me about that. The fact that you weren't one, because you know when there's a replacement guy, there's always controversy. There's always he's not as good. They love you. They, you've been embraced like I've never seen a replacement player be embraced. Just quickly talk to me about how that must feel, not having to be part of that debate of he's not as good at. They love you. <laughs> I mean, I've been incredibly fortunate, and I'm incredibly grateful. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fans have been. I mean, there's been some. You know, it's it's only natural. I think you know for for fans that are so passionate. Uh, and Ken was in the band for 40 years. I mean, it's only natural that people were going to have those kind of, you know, it's like Diano and Dickinson, you know, people are going to prefer right. one over the other. And that, that's only natural, you know, but the fans have been incredibly welcoming and right from the word go, you know, they, you know, we all know, you know, everyone works hard for their money and they buy their tickets and they come down and, and, and they check the band out with a new guitar player after 40 years. And that's, that's, a, that's a massive thing, you know. Um, and they, they've always been supportive. They've always been welcoming and accepting. And I can only thank them for that, you know, after all this time. Uh, it, it's been incredible, really. Um, yeah. I, again, I can only thank them for that. Um, 
And, you know, we, we go to different territories and we go to different states or cities or countries that the band not only haven't been to without me, but haven't been to at all sometimes, you know, like New Zealand we went to for the first time. And, you know, and so it never changes. You might be playing to someone for the first time or a city for the first time, someone that hasn't seen you. And it, it's never lost on me, you know, that you might be playing to someone who's never seen you for the first time. And you you have to uphold that legacy and, you know, that 40 to now 50 year legacy that went before you. So you've got to uphold that legacy that Ken set. And that's now my duty to, to fulfill. So you, you can never forget that, you know, so um, I don't know, I don't know what I did, but they, they were again, just incredibly welcoming from the word go. So thanks to them. Absolutely. Um, and, and you mentioned that when you're writing their stuff, that's not priest like, so there's a column A and a column B. What does that mean in terms of musical style? Are, are you doing something that's just more melodic, more pop rock, more techno, uh, you know, industrial? Like, why is it not a priest, a priest-like? What is the sound? And is that what the, the, the project with Rex or the band with Rex would be? Well, it's a good question. It's, it's quite a hard one to answer, really. Uh, a lot of, uh, I think most of the stuff that I've done with Rex is down tuned a whole step and priest traditionally doesn't do that so that's just one uh example that i can give that you know priest is traditionally uh standard tuning or in some cases half a step down right. um so you know when you tune it down a whole step it gives it a different different tonal quality uh that doesn't sound like priest i know priests have done that um but you know traditionally doesn't you know doesn't really sound like priest as we you know classic priest uh, so that's just one thing um it's a different vocal style i won't tell you what the vocalist is yet but it's a different different vocal style there are elements of priest in there um obviously you know i've been writing for priest on the last two records and you know the, the third one uh that obviously we haven't finished yet um so there are going to be elements of that in there you know it's not like i put on a different hat to write for priest is part of my musical dna so you can see where you can see the dna in there but i think it's different enough to be its own monster if you know what i mean um but you know and also sometimes you have to you know if, if you're doing your own stuff it's, it's a bit more it's a bit more um groove like a bit more sabbathy as well right. if that makes sense a bit more as if you if you imagine hendrix um you know, a bit like a, a heavier Hendrix, if you know what I mean. A bit more, you know. Um, it, it's always it's always tough to describe your own stuff without sounding pretentious, man. I, I hate doing it. <laughs> I think it's up to the listener really to to listen Figure to and make their their own uh, their own assessment. Um, exactly. Before heading out on the road, Priest announced that they would be going down as a four piece, and the fans went, "No, you're not, mother. Get back, get back to five. And so you did. You you acquiesced to the fans' uh, online uh, rant, if you want. Um, talk to me about that decision and, and the quick reversal. I mean, how would you have presented Priest as a four-piece? Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine. The only thing I could think is you're going to run tape, but that would have been way too obvious. So so, what was the plan? Well, it was always... it was a. It was a definite thing that we weren't going to run tape. There, there'd be no point. Well, it'd in... be too obvious. It'd be like, dude, just hire a freaking guitarist. I mean, come on. Well, that, that's exactly <laughs> the point. There'd be, there'd be no point in removing a guitar player to then replace 
the yeah. parts with tape you know we, we, we might as well just keep the guitar player um but i mean there, there was a there was a time there was about a week there when that was the reality of what was going to be happening so i was getting my head around how i was going to do that as a, as a single guitar player um you know and I, I was getting my head around it a lot of it was going to be uh you know what brian may does um with delays and stuff like that right um and he's been doing that since the 70s you know it's, it's not um it's not anything new but I, I think the main thing is even if you recreated those guitar parts with one guitar i think you know we all hear with our eyes as well and if you only if you only see one guitar it's gonna it's gonna sound like one guitar of course of course you know what i mean so even if those parts are being recreated it's not going to sound the same to you because you're only seeing one uh and i think at the end of the day we've all grown up on priest the brand as a two guitar attack and that's what we all love and that's what we all know um and i don't think you can ignore the passionate response that we got from the fans, <laughs> shall we say. I that, think that's that, politely that's, putting it because it, it was more than just passionate. There was a lot of FUs going on. Yeah, there were, there were. And that is, that is a, a, um, a positive way of putting it. And, you know, but there was a lot of outcry. I, I think the, the worst thing that could have happened is that no one cared and no one said anything. You know, that, because uh, they, they always say uh, um, uh, hate is not the opposite of love, indifference is. Exactly. There you go. So if, if no one cared, no one said anything, we'd be in trouble. But uh, we, we got the opposite of that. I think everyone said something. So, uh, you know, we, we, we listened uh, and we have the Internet these days and we have that yeah. opportunity to voice our opinion. And, uh, you know, back in the day, we wouldn't have had that. We would have gone out. That would have been the decision. We would have gone out and then the history would have been that Priest would have been a four-piece from now on. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yes. um, now we have that connection with the fans and fans have that connection with the band. And you can't help but listen to that sort of uh, outcry. Uh, so we made a decision to reverse it. And, you know, now everything's back to normal and, uh, yep. you know, every, everyone seems happy again. Well, Can, can I just ask I'll you, say, where did that come from? Was it just a financial thing where it said, like, four, guitar, four people is cheaper than five? Or did andy have to go back to producing like did he say hey listen i, I want to go like how does that even become a discussion that's what i'm curious about i'm not sure what the initial uh idea was uh, rob called me up um i think rob said that it was uh his idea i think he's taken the he's taken the the blame for it um but he called me up one day he said you just said what do you think you know he's he's, he's got this idea um what do you think? And I said, you know, what, whatever you want to do. Cause I, I think he's, uh, he, his idea was that priest started as a four piece right. and maybe, you know, goes out as a four piece. Um, and, uh, you know, some ideas work, some ideas don't, I think, but, uh, yeah. you know. it, it, it was interesting. Cause, uh, I, I, I tend to see the positive and everything. And even that one, I went, yeah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I that one confused was, me a little uh, bit. I, th- I think if, if the next record was, you know, if the next record for if, hypothetically, if it was done for one guitar and then we toured that and it was a one guitar thing, I think fans might have been able to accept that a bit more. Right. Uh, if the record was written for one guitar. But I think doing a 50th anniversary tour with 
classic 50-year-old songs, I think it was a bit, obviously a, a bit harder of a pill to swallow. So, you know. Um, but here you know, we are. Five here guys. we are. Exactly. Life goes on. Life goes on. Uh, and I'll ask you a couple more questions. I know we're running out of time. Um, you said that you have the third record. Uh, you're working on it. When does that come out? And, uh, you know, on the on the strength of Firepower, which amazed a lot of critics and amazed fans, they just went, wow, this band still got it after, at the time, whatever it was, 47 years or four. They go, wow. Um, any pressures on, on the third one? And, and what sort of the timeline? Do you say we tour, then we record, or we'll tour and record? And what are we Yeah, doing? good question, really. I mean, we were... Before the pandemic, obviously, we, we were in the writing sessions, uh, me, Glenn and Rob, and then the pandemic hit. And we wanted to get together originally and do it exactly the same as we did with Firepower, meaning get together in a room, uh, yeah. rehearse the songs before committing them to tape. Right. Uh, weren't able to do that, obviously, with the pandemic. And we, we all live, you know, some of us live in the UK, some of us live in the US. Um, so we haven't been able to do that. Um everything you know everything is kind of loosening up a bit now but now we're on a tour cycle so as you said we we're going to try and record it in between tour legs uh and put it together that way uh we've already started to do that um and then as time allows in between the tour legs we're going to try and put it together um so we don't have a, a release date yet obviously we don't know when it's going to be finished but we're we are starting to put it together um you know, the recording part of it anyway uh, and Rob always says, you know, it's done when it's done. You know, um, right. at this point of the career, there's no point in rushing anything just to just to get it out. It, you know, we always want it to be right. So it's done when it's done. And when it's done, uh, you'll know. But there, there is a, uh, you know, a, an effort to kind of get it done now uh, and get it out. There's some great songs kicking around. And, you know, as far as the pressure after Firepower, I mean, I know the guys have gone through it a few times, but I've never had a record that's been so critically acclaimed like that yep. um, and then have, have to follow it up. So for me, it's like quite an interesting um, education, really, on what do you do next? How do you follow up something like that that reach so many people in a positive way um, and then do something that's, quote, unquote, better? I mean, can you? I mean, people have got such a, a relationship with firepower, and and and, ha and have for so long now. Um, what do you do? How do you, you know, how do you uh, reach people again in the same way? Or you have to do something different. Um, right. Is that going to connect? You just got to do what comes from the heart and what you think is the right thing to do. So, and then let it go. You know, put it out there. Um, it's, it's an exciting thing as a as a creative person to follow up something like that. Yeah, and, and it's exciting as a fan because I see it realistically coming out in 2023, and I would think that there would be a tour around it. You're not just going to throw it up against the wall and say, meh. So it means I mean, the priest is around for another couple of years, so that's that's always good. Um, and I'll finish on this. In uh, October, you release 50, uh, the 50th uh, box set, uh, heavy metal, uh, 50 years of heavy metal, uh, the, the box set, 47 CDs or whatever it was. As a fan of the band yourself... Um, what was it like to, to, to have that come out and, and sit down and listen to all those live albums and just go, wow, look at this. This is really I'm, giving the fans something. I'm still getting through it. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've finished it. It was such a, <laughs> it was a ton of, ton of stuff in there. You know, there's some great live versions in there. Um, 
which I haven't heard before. You know, some some seventy stuff that I haven't heard. Uh, so that 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 was the, the interesting stuff for me. You know, some of those unreleased live Tracks. recordings, which are you know, I like those old you know the bootlegs that you sometimes find. Uh, so hearing unreleased live pre stuff is always you know with proper sound quality you know was uh was the the high point for me um but yeah i mean it was a wealth of material a wealth of stuff and and beautifully put together as well you know it's something you know really to treasure like a keepsake you know so uh no i was really proud of the guys for what they put together with that yeah, you you almost don't want to listen to it because you don't want to you know you know crunch up the packaging. You just like just, just leave it. Just <laughs> exactly. Leave it. Just leave yeah. it like that. Anyway, um, of course, uh, April eleventh here in uh, Montreal, the tour continues over on to Europe, uh, and then uh, hopefully that tour with Aussie that's been on and off and on and off and on and off will uh, will continue. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see a, a Priest Black Sabbath tour at some point, even though they're technically retired but we know how that is yeah you never know man you never know that would be fun there you go uh merci monsieur always a pleasure and uh there you go thank you thank you nice one mitch it's a pleasure we'll see you uh in a matter of days yeah in uh yeah in about uh, two weeks nice one all right mate take care cheers bonsoir bye mate cheers an all new episode of the mitchell fine and jeremy white show tuesday at noon Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.